This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. She's the founder and CEO of Catalyst Real Estate and the creator of the Inside Out Success Method. Stacey Barenfoss, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here today. And you sound so perky, so upbeat. I love talking to people who are so happy because there's so much negativity in our world today and there's so many negative Nellies and there's so much fear mongering. We positive people need to take over the world. Absolutely agreed. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you. I know you're the founder and CEO of Catalyst Real Estate Company. Tell us a little bit. Who is Stacy? Yes, absolutely. So um, I was actually 17 years old, joking with some friends and said, I'm going to apply as a salesperson at a local resort real estate office and ended up being hired as an admin then um, and just fell in love with real estate. And so shortly thereafter, got licensed um, at 19 and started building the company um, you know, to what it is today. I started out as a single agent. I tried as a, you know, as a designated broker, have had a team, currently have a team, um, and, and even done some development and building. And through through and through, what my goal has been is to simplify the approach, the success, so that other people can do the same if they so choose. So that's definitely what's fueling all of my pursuits is the desire to show people that they can do it too. So um, I mean, that's the the gist of um, Stacy as far as the business side goes. And um, I have a Siberian Husky named Scarlett Jane and uh, live here in Idaho, married to a great husband, Zach. Now, what's interesting is I don't know too many people who got licensed to be a realtor at age 19. So kudos to you. That is absolutely awesome because a lot of people, when I was 19, let me tell you something. I was being some goofball teenager. Okay. I was not thinking about a job, but you did. And I want, I don't want people to overlook that. You were a go-getter 19 years old, folks, 19 years old. She was a licensed real estate agent. Let me ask you listener. What were you doing at 19? Be honest. What were you doing at age 19? Cause Stacey, I could tell you, I wasn't doing anything of any value. I could I tell you what it, right. It wasn't a priority for me. Um, and I will tell you the one thing about real estate that when I started growing up and I'm 55 now. So when I started growing up about maybe 20 years ago, yes, 20 years ago, I started growing up. I kept hearing, Oh, invest in the stock market, invest in the stock market. I never, I never trusted the stock market. Okay. I'm like, I think it's these guys in the back room throwing dice and that's why the stock market goes up and down. And then I ran into some real estate people, you know, one of them, the most famous ones, Grant Cardone. And he says, people always need a place to live. And you need to invest in real estate. So I started thinking, you know, people always do need a place to live. So I think when I eventually start investing, which I'm not doing yet, I'm going to invest in real estate because people do need a house or an apartment, uh, build offices need uh, real estate. So I think you're onto something here. Absolutely. I mean, that's such a great point, you know, to think of that long-term and short-term plan and have real estate as a part of your portfolio because it's, of course, tried and true. Everyone needs a place to live. And as they always say, they're not making any more land, right? <laughs> <laughs> that That is very true. Uh, I was watching, um, I've been watching a lot of video from Steve Harvey, the host of Family Feud. Oh, yeah. And he, he told this story where when he was first starting, he always wanted to have land. And so he figured out how much acres are on the entire planet. 
And then he divided by how many people are on this planet. And he figures that everyone is entitled to six acres of land. And he tells the story kind of comically that he got his six acres of land. And then he said, well, I had a couple of my brothers who are in prison for life. And so he said, Hey God, can I have their six acres? And so he just, and he goes, a couple people there, these want to sit in the street corner and sell drugs. Can I have their six acres? And it was just kind of humorous the way he told the story. Um, but everyone needs land. Everyone needs someone, some place to live. So very interesting. Now I, I want to go back to age 17. So, I mean, I'm being honest with you, Stacey. I mean, I was not thinking like you were thinking when you were 17. I, I can't even remember what I was doing all those years ago, but I can tell you, I wasn't thinking about my future. I was probably thinking about, you know, what, who, what, who, what team am I going to be on after school when I go play football with my friends? You know, I wasn't thinking like you. So what drew you at 17? That's crazy to think about at age 17, you were already thinking about your future. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. I think back to that time and um, what I was wearing is always always just makes me laugh because I, I remember going to that interview with a, a hoodie on and some Converse sneakers. And they, of course, told me I needed to dress differently, which was comical. But, you know, I, I remember at that point in time that um, where I had come from as far as, you know, my upbringing and just the family dynamics, there was this desire in me to really go for what I wanted. Like I, re I remember when I was a kid, I, I promised myself that whatever I chose to do as a career, that I would love it. And if at any point that changed, I would allow myself to change. And, you know, of course it was, I wanted to be in the WNBA when I was playing basketball as a kid. And um, then, you know, at, at 17, it, it just, it was interesting how it, it unfolded because I had felt, you know, more of, of, like something bigger guiding me to take these steps and um, just know that I wanted, I knew that I wanted to build something bigger than me. Wow. That is so powerful. I want to make sure the listener doesn't miss that. You wanted to build something bigger than you. And I see a lot of people in this day and age, this is, you know, October, 2020, almost November, 2020. And a lot of people, they have such tiny dreams. If they have any dreams at all, maybe their dream is to make it to five o'clock or maybe make it the weekend, but you were dreaming a dream bigger than you. And I think that, I mean, we could actually stop the episode right now because that's gold. We're not going to stop it. I mean, you no, know, we're going to keep going, but I want people to understand that. Are you dreaming? bigger than where you are. Jim Cowens wrote a book called, called Built to Last, and he talks about something called BHAGs, Big Harry Aldace's Goals. I think everyone needs to have a goal that scares you to death and is impossible, not only right now, but in the near future. I think you everyone needs to have one of those goals. And it sounds like, even though you didn't know what a BHAG was, it sounds like back at age 17, 19 years old, you were already coming up with a BHAG because you wanted to create a dream bigger than you. Yeah. And, and, you know, just listening to you talking about that, you know, and having that goal that's bigger and that really scares you. I remember I, at the time before, you know, going to work for the real estate office, I was a barista after school at one of the local coffee shops. And I remember how scared I was, you know, fearful of, okay, I'm going to give my notice here. And that point that you made of making sure that your dream is bigger than you and that it scares you um, just took me back to that moment. And I reminded myself that if I don't take the leap of faith, I probably would be at a, at a job 
similar to what I'm I'm doing now, you know, whereas if I take this leap, I'm going to get exposure to things I can't even imagine. And that could lead me in 20 different directions. Who knows? But I have to try and go for it. And I just love the idea that it's like you cannot overcome something that is not real, which is fear, right? And um just feel that fear, lean in and and do it anyway. And ultimately subsides. Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out MrProductivity.com to find out how to be coached by me for less than a dollar a day, get my top five productivity tips, and so much more. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. In July of 2005, I was fired from my job at a local hospital. Now, I wasn't a doctor or something cool like an anesthesiologist. I was worked in the local warehouse as inventory control management. But at the time, I was really angry that I got fired, okay? But now I look back like you do. And I said, if I wouldn't, if I didn't get fired, would I still be there? Would I have the Mark Chuchesky podcast? Would I be a productivity expert? So at the time, you were scared when you turned your notice in as a barista. I was scared and angry when I got fired from my job. But as we look back on it, we're like, wow, what a great opportunity it was for us. Yes, absolutely. That push you needed. Yes. Mama kicked me out of the nest. You exactly. were voluntary. I was involuntary, but it's still the end result was the same. Exactly. Now, as you sit now with your very successful real estate company, I want you to answer this question. Do you have any doubts that you are on the right path? No, not at all. Um, and, you know, the the biggest thing is the, the transition into what my true calling is. And it's what I've weaved into my real estate company through and through. That was like my next step of that, you know, Fear, feel the fear and, and do it anyway. Um, but as far as the path is concerned, I feel more in alignment and, um, you know, tapped into my truth and what I'm here to do more now than ever before. Now, you sound like a gal who has an open mind. So you're very successful right now. Everything's going on all cylinders. But I got to believe in just talking to you for about 10 minutes that you're open minded, that if another opportunity came along that would pivot you, you probably wouldn't dismiss it right away. You'd probably go, well, let me think about this. Am I am I correct to guess that? Absolutely. You know, I I think for me, what helps me, uh, I'll say I'll evaluate opportunities is making sure that whatever the opportunity is, I would connect it to that, you know, that it's in alignment with what I want to create, which is more of, you know, feelings of who I want to be, you know, in the world. And so as long as it's in alignment with that, I absolutely would consider it. Now, normally, uh, I asked this question. I'm going to ask you anyways, uh, because I'm really interested because you started at age 17. Most people don't have a clue what they want to do at age 17, but I want you to get in the time machine and I want you to go back to before age 17, maybe age 10, age 12. What do you know today, October 29th, 2020, that you wish you can go back and tell age 10 or 12 year old Stacy that, Hey, listen, here, here's a life lesson for you. If you do this, it's going to shorten your curve. Anything come to mind? To trust myself. Ah, mm -hmm. that's, yes. that's, why do you say that? So one of the things that, again, just the environment that I grew up in and everything, I, I 
had a wrong perception, you know, of of my mom and dad. And in that wrong perception, I saw external validation. You know, I, I wanted to be enough. I wanted to be high, you know, high achiever. They had high expectations of me. Um, and in that wrong perception, I, um, you know, went down a road more unconsciously than anything else of um, letting that get the best of me. And, and what I mean by that is, um, I questioned myself in situations, you know, where I completely know the answer, you know, or I I would go to other people and ask their opinions when I completely knew the answer, you know, was confident in the decision to get that validation. And so I just think that message of trust yourself, you you know, you know best, listen to that that gut feeling would be what I would say. You know, it's important what you just said is validation. There are so many people, and I hope the person listening to our conversation today uh, understands that nobody gives you permission to live your life other than you. So if you're waiting for someone to say, you have my permission, stop it, okay? You get to choose. Now, I'm not saying that you can say, hey, I want to host a family feud to go back to my Steve Harvey references earlier. Um, Okay, you can choose that, but you may not get it. But I'm talking about day to day. You choose how you're going to show up every day. You sound like me. I wake up every day. It's like Christmas morning. I get to unwrap the present of the day. I love every day, seven days a week. And I really feel sad for those people who get up and go, oh, I got to get up. It's another day at work. I'm like, why are you not creating a life? that you love to live. I'm not talking about having private planes or mansions. It's all about the mindset. And you have got to start there first. If you don't believe in you, why should I or Stacy or anybody else believe in you? It's got to start from within. And so many people, Stacy, are out there. They're waiting for people to give them permission. It's not up to us to give you permission. It's up to them, correct? Correct. And, you know, I think sometimes someone might say to your, you know, your, your comment is when you say, you know, if, if you don't believe in yourself, how would anyone else, their next response could be, you know, well, I don't, you know, I don't believe in myself. And, and this is just the, the, um, you know, card that I've been dealt. And what I would say to that is believing in yourself is, a choice that doesn't have to occur after you achieve or in a year or in six months. If you look at anyone that did anything worthwhile in history, they simply made a choice to be confident. They made a choice to, you know, step into who they wanted to be and believed until it became true for them. Yes. And you don't have to go very far to look at this stuff. Okay. Like I mentioned, go listen to Steve Harvey's story. Grant Cardone was a drug, a drug addicted guy when he was younger. Uh, Tim Ferriss had 37 rejections before the four hour work week uh, was released by somebody. Oprah had failures. There is no instant success in the world. What they did is like Tim Ferriss. People, a publisher after publisher said, no, 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 no. And he goes, look, I believe in the four-hour work week. I believe in this book. And he kept on, kept on. He ignored the naysayers. And what happened? 38th publisher said, hey, I'll take a chance on you. And the other 37 are going, oh, crud. What do we do? Because look, he's a very successful person now. Nobody is an instant success. And the thing is, there's a lot more naysayers out there. 
And there's a lot more uh, people who are saying, hey, Stacy, you can't do this. Then there are people cheering you on. And what I encourage people to do is distance yourself from people who are not cheering you on toward your goal. If they're push pulling you back and saying, Hey, Stacy, uh, take your, take your foot off the gas pedal. Relax. You've already, you've already accomplished so much. Relax. You need to spend less time with those people and more time with the people who are saying, go Stacy, go, go, go. That's who you want to hang around with. You're serious about your online business. I am too. That's why I proudly host my website on Kajabi. It's everything you need all rolled into one platform. For more information and to try Kajabi free for 14 days, go to the link in the show notes or go to markstuchowski.com forward slash Kajabi. That's Kajabi, K-A-J-A-B-I. Exactly. And I think it's so important also, you know, when you are making a decision, you know, to believe in something that hasn't become realized, or you're taking a step in a new direction in that same vein to evaluate, excuse me, evaluate your friendships as well. Evaluate the time you're spending with people because, you know, a lot of times when you make moves like this, the people that are complaining or, you know, in that fearful mindset can drag you down and you don't even realize it until you realize it and it's too late. (laughs) Yes. A hundred percent. So, Talk to us about, uh, you created something called the Inside Out Success Method. I, I love the way the title is because I believe success comes in from inside. It's not up to, like we were just talking about, success doesn't come from someone else uh, teaching you something. It doesn't come from someone else giving you money. It comes from the inside. So talk to us about what is the Inside Out Success Method? Yes. So I really created this methodology to help me navigate my world. Right. And, and it helps, it helped me, you know, get me to where I am. And I think, you know, a lot of people struggle with what we've talked about today. And by simplifying an internal, you know, process that people can see their truth, build upon that, and then create a vision for their life and do that now, not have to wait for it is, is definitely, you know, the inspiration behind it. And so the, the methodology is to, you know, number one, realize the things that aren't working in your life and try to look at those things at a deeper level. And I'll give you an example. Um, you know, let's say that there is a a relationship issue that I'm having, which if I'm having a relationship issue, that absolutely is going to affect my productivity, you know this, being the expert at work. And so what you, you know, would look at is, okay, I'm having this relationship issue. And of course it's, it's their fault because that's how we're programmed as humans, right? Is to point the finger. But if you can ask yourself how you are contributing to the situation and also look at, is this a reflection or, um, a pattern that is in another relationship or in your past, because what that takes you on is a path to discovery of emotions that are so far beneath this pain or hurt that you can succeed, but there's going to be chaos or something that comes up along the way that if you just look at it and clear it without resistance, you don't have to go through that struggle. So, you know, it, it it can be a quick process or a, a lengthier one, depending on the situation. But that's the first step in, in the methodology is to see your truth. You know, see 
see the fact that you, you know, are fearful and then realize that that's made up. So what's really the truth, right? So just keep asking, keep asking, keep asking. So once you're able to see that truth and recognize that, you know, any resistance in your life is causing you to suffer in some way, you can bring an awareness to that resistance and the the ultimate goal right is to end the suffering suffering whether it's anger or hurt any negative emotion that's bogging you down internally so that you can succeed externally and so um that's you know of course like bird's eye view of the internal work um as far as the process is concerned and then i incorporate um elements of consciousness and the wisdom teachings that I've learned from my trips to India. So just bringing in, you know, a mindfulness element, um, a reflective element, and also an an intentional practice so that, you know, when, when you go into a meeting or you go into a situation or frankly, you start your day every day, having an intention that is the vision for how you set up your day is so critical and it is a point in life where things get to become really fun because you're designing your life as it is, but you're taking it to this new level of being aware, you know, that when you start the day, you have this intention and vision of how it's going to go instead of it happening to you. So, you know, the methodology is to encourage people to step into all of their power so that true freedom and fulfillment can happen because otherwise we go down the path of chasing achievements. I've been there and you get to the end of the achievement or the actual achievement and you ask, oh my gosh, is this all there is? I've been killing myself and I'm so unhappy. And that that was my truth. You know, I had my best year in real estate. I had a big team and just rocking and rolling and I was super unhappy and that's when I really dug into, you know, the internal work at a different level so that I could figure my stuff out to then help others. You know, when you were talking about starting your day intentionally, it was like I was listening to my favorite song because <laughs> I preach that all the time. I tell people, you need to guard militantly the first 60 to 90 minutes of your day. Okay, you do need to stay off the of social media, off of email, don't check the news. You need to start your day intentionally. It's really super important. You don't want somebody else dictating how your day starts. And when you check in with social media or email, that's exactly what you're doing. So I I love that you said that because I can't say it enough. My guests can't say enough. How do you want to start your day? And start it that way. And even if you got kids, I don't care. You figure out a way where you can start the day your way. Because like Stacey said, that way you're starting off on the right foot. If you wake up late and now the kids aren't getting out of bed and, and, and you know, all the stuff happens. Well, that's going to feed the entire day. So make it a point to intentionally start the day you want. And let me tell you something. I'm still tweaking my morning routine every, you know, every so often I'm like, oh, this is better. I learned something different. So you'll never arrive. But the key that Stacy said, and I want you to hear intentionally and gets, gets who gets to pick that 
That would be you, listener. So no excuses here. So uh, a lot we talked about today, Stacey, you brought us a ton of value. Anything that we didn't talk about that's on your heart that you'd like to share with us? You know, I I think that just the last part that we talked about, I mean, that's, that is my biggest passion, you know, is just to have people understand that they are in the driver's seat and they can intentionally design the life that they want to live. And it just, it starts with a decision. You know, if the root word of the root part of the word decision is to cut off, right? And it's simply to cut off the life and the things that no longer serve you. Not saying that it's because you know all the answers and steps you need to take to get to where you want to go, but just taking that step to change the game is what anyone can do. A hundred percent. Well, the final question I have for you is where can we go to find out more about you? Yes. So the best place is my website, which is limitless with Stacy B like boy.com. So limitless with Stacy B.com. Excellent. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for being on the show today for sharing your insights. I learned a lot. I know the listener did as well. So thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Find out how I can coach you for less than a dollar a day. No joke. And also, you can get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens at mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.